0: Dive into the thrill of Sydney's Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion, and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman.
1: Ah, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sydney Set. I'm Nick Ashman. This is your one-stop shop for all your thoroughbred racing needs. It's Five Diamonds Prelude Day. This afternoon out at Ramwick, $2.5 million up for grabs. We're also going to take a look at the big one down at Caulfield. Of course, the Caulfield Cup, the first of the big three for the Melburnians. And uh, we're going to have Adrian Bott on the line today. He's going to tell us about some of his runners at Ramwick. He's also got a two-pronged attack in the Caulfield Cup itself. And to do so each and every week as he has done since the Sydney set started a few weeks ago. Mickey Gannon's in the house. How are you, brother?
2: Morning, mate. Yeah, doing very, very well. i tell you what. Haven't got over the fact that Tom Kitten rolled us last week in our uh, best bets pursuit of six from six, but I think we're going to bounce back. And uh, kudos to you. I think you uh, dominated last week.
1: Yeah, well, she was off the map, Arctic Glamour. Uh, She looks a real, um, uh, you know, a real superstar, potentially, this girl. She could end up in a 1,000 guineas a little later on in the carnival. So... Uh, we'll talk a bit more about the carnival and what lies ahead in the future a little later in the show. Uh, what did you make of the Everest last week, uh, Mick? Yeah, huge, huge race,
2: huge carnival. Uh, Everest carnival was enormous and uh, just thought it was, the build-up was uh, fantastic. The race was everything we wanted to see and obviously when you have high quality horses that map well it's it's just almost game over isn't it but uh mm. it was it was a great race i love it hey um while i've got you, mate 0457-736-736. seven seven three six seven three six we've got four tickets to give away for the golden eagle day so best text message will win if you're at the ladies lunch with uh nick yesterday you might have some uh some some, some got Settle down. something you want to send across to us uh let us know how Settle his down. performance was there was a catwalk there um, so if you've got any footage of that, of Nick going up and down the catwalk as well, <laughs> just DM that to me. 0457 736 736, Best text message. Four tickets to the
1: Golden Eagle. I'll have to keep an ear out for those buses driving by to see when the next one you're going to throw <laughs> me comes. Got him, yes. Uh, got him yes that's you know what he's average tony uh rambic today i'll give you some track walker information just to try and get us away from that catwalk chat um this is what we've got here so it's just come through uh what's well, came through yesterday actually some markings on the inner lanes but provided the track stays dry which it should then it might, they might not affect the way the track races um we're forecasting lanes two to five to be the sweet spot out there this afternoon so that usually means Uh, Sort of stalking the speeds, probably an advantage rather than getting too far back. Mick, how does that sit with you?
2: Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. And speaking of sweet spot, there's a training combination in this country that's in a sweet spot at the moment.
1: Oh, yeah. We're talking about uh, Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse. They are absolutely fair dinkum flying. Uh, Training up at around 30% for the past 90 days. There's very few stables that can maintain that kind of a strike rate they got a two-pronged attack this afternoon in the Caulfield Cup as well as a host of runners at Randwick as well. And Adrian Bott, I think he's on the line now. Adrian, good morning to you. I know it's a busy time. Thank you so much for coming on the Sydney set.
3: Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you?
1: We're up and about, well? aren't we, Mick?
2: Yeah, we're up and about, mate, and it's uh, big day. Always a big day this time of year, mate. Uh, you've got a two-pronged attack in the Caulfield Cup body. Who, Yamal and Goldman. Who, Yamal, out to the 2,400 metres first time this preparation. How's he shape up uh, for today's race?
3: Yeah, he's, he's, he's in excellent order. Um, really looking forward to seeing him over this sort of trip. We, um, you know, all his form in Europe's been over, um, over that sort of distance, and we've sort of just sort of kept him at the sharper, at the sort of mile early days, and... In fairness, he's running great races at sort of weight-for-age level, um, so unsuitable races, and um, now he's getting out to the sort of right sort of trip and um, back to some handicapped conditions. So I think he's really well-placed here. He's drawn beautifully, um, encouraged off his most recent run in the Hill Stakes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's um, right where we need him to be.
2: Big chance, well and truly over the odds for mine. Goldman, Linda Meach, one of the best front-running riders down in Victoria. Assume that this horse is going to roll forward and inject some uh, some speed into the race?
3: Yeah, most certainly. Um, you know, we've sort of been waiting to get to this sort of, um, I guess, sort of trip and race and, and everything for him. It's sort of just been building nicely throughout the campaign. It's You know, he probably has been a little bit of a tough ask for him from where he's come from, say, last preparation and to sort of be resuming and some of those uh, wait for age races are just a bit too sharp for him. But now he's sort of right in his. Peak fitness. Um, he did race just a little bit keen last start, the Bart coming. So taking the blinkers off, um, but with that, I still expect him to be sharp enough to be able to roll forward from from that draw and and like you said, sort of leave it in Linda's hands to just um, you know, ideally sort of set up a, a, a nice suitable tempo for him.
2: And, and just on just on the uh, Corfu Cup final question here for you: How do you see, or what is the perfect race shape for Huyimal?
3: Uh, I, I see there being good tempo throughout um, and sort of nice sustained speed. I, I think that'll suit him. Um, you know, sort of those Europeans, I think they like coming off that sort of um, that sort of genuine tempo. Sit and sprints sort of probably get them a bit, uh, uh, get him a little bit on the bit in the mid stages. So um, he can quicken off a nice tempo. So from a nice draw, he, he shouldn't be, wouldn't expect him to be far off him. Um, and as I said, it's even throughout. Well, I, I think that sort of sets it, you know, suits him as well.
2: Love that. In the ethereal uh, stakes, you have Tropical Squall. She's currently the favourite for the Oaks. She's uh, beaten some high quality three year olds in Sydney. She now heads down here. She's a short price favourite. Do you think she'll be getting her job done today?
3: Yeah, look, uh, I, I, I think she can. She's um, trained on nicely since that light stakes win. Um you know, she's always given the indication she should. Appreciate further, so I'd, I'd like to think that two thousand metres is more suitable for her. Um, obviously, she's sort of got the got to carry the the penalty there, uh, but she is she's a class filly, and um, yeah, you know, hopefully this shows that she's right on track for the Oaks and can certainly stay that trip.
2: Love it, and in the Thousand Guineas Prelude, Azula, horse I'm very keen on, and Oz Empress, best of those two.
1: Look I uh,
3: I I think I might have to stick with Oz Empress purely because she's been racing very consistently in in Melbourne. Um, She's got the experience of that way. She's got the race fitness. Um, Yeah, sort of purely for those factors, Azula first up at the 1,400 metres. She sort of had a good grounding off the back of her Queensland campaign and two solid trials. Um, So I'd I'd expect her to sort of not be far off from there in, in, in the run and... First way of going around there can sometimes be a little bit tricky at Caulfield, but you know she's got she's got more upside of the two going through the campaign. Um, but whether the, the race fitness may just sort of come into the equation today for Oz Empress.
1: Body up in Sydney, um, <clears throat> you've got a couple of two-year-olds uh, having their debut in the opening event. Uh, Shangri La Express with Regan Baylis in the saddle has done a great job for the stable over the past 12 months or so. And, and the 300, it was a really good recent trial winner with uh, Brett Preble in the saddle.
3: Yeah, 300 has been excellent. He's, um, yeah, he's just done everything after him. This campaign just looks very straightforward, very professional. Um, so hoping to, you know, expect that sort of type of performance from him today, from that nice draw. You'd like to see him take up the running, control things, have the have the rail to follow. You know, he gets a lot of favors in, in that regard. Um, in terms of sort of, you know, I didn't necessarily think there was as big of a price difference or should be between the two in the market. Um, the other horse, Shangela Express, I think there's plenty of upside from him. Um, he's only been seen once at the trials. Um, that's probably sort of a negative in comparison to the stable mate, but um, I thought he's improved really well off off the back of that. He's just got a bit of a tricky draw to, to overcome, so where he lands in running is sort of probably the key to his chances.
1: In the penultimate event, uh, Race 9, a, a two-pronged attack there as well. Uh, journalism, <clears throat> excuse me, who's out of that uh, really good mare you and Gay had uh, many years ago, I think maybe Gay at the time. Uh, Paul, who won a Queen uh, Queen of the Turf, I think, from memory. And you've also got uh, Four Valour in the race as well, who uh, looks like it's uh, ready to peak here, fourth up with Reggie in the saddle. Yeah,
3: just on journalism, Paul. that's the one. She uh, certainly won a Queen of the Turf there. She's a really, really tough mare. Um, He's, he's just continued to improve. He's um, you know sort of made nice progression last campaign. I thought his first up run was was excellent. Um, uh, he, he had good improvement to, to come off the back of that run. He, he went back to the trials and um, you know thought he trialled nicely in between. So he's open to some sharp improvement. Drops um, quite significantly in weight there. So um, he's a he's a, a, an improver. Um, uh, for Valor, he's, he's been racing quite consistently. I thought his last two runs were, were excellent, so he's been building nicely towards a, a peak performance.
1: Got a best for the team before I just ask you for an update on Alligator Blood and Hawaii 5-0. What's the best out there today for you? Oh, no, it's um, tough.
0: I
3: tough. I, I hope Converge can bounce back to his best for us. because if okay. he does, he's well-weighted in, in, in that type of, type of race there. I know he's got a carry carry weight, but it, relative to, you know, the sort of, um, you know, ratings with, with a few of the others in, in there, he's um, he's certainly the class horse. So um, He didn't have much luck there in the Epsom.
1: How, how did Alligator Blood come through? Gee, it was awesome to watch him last Saturday. I mean, including myself, I had a little query on him at a strong 2000, well, he? he t- I caught the plane home with Tim Clark last Saturday night and he, he well and truly ticked the box there in the might and power, didn't he?
3: Yeah, didn't he? What? He was unbelievable. Um, like, yeah, you I know, obviously, um, you know, throughout the run as well, when it was a decent tempo, you know, I was necessarily worried, but it was just sort of uh, had me a bit anxious as to how the race was going to pan out and sort of um, although Tim seemed a bit cooler than what I was, he, he always seemed in control and yeah, sort of the beauty of having Tim know the horse so well. He uh, we come through it in, yeah, amazing order. Um, you yeah, know, that's the, the brilliant thing with his horse and probably what separate tim is he he thrives on 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 racing like that tough racing is work he's just got that great constitution for it so he's done very well uh tim clark's actually down in melbourne this morning giving him a look around the valley so i haven't haven't touched base with tim yet to get the the full update on 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 his work this morning but um what i saw during the week he'd done very well
1: and uh hawaii 5a he was commendable i thought in the in the everest um What's the plan for him going forward?
3: Yeah, things just didn't quite work out for us in, in the Everest. Just from a tricky draw, just couldn't quite get the run that we wanted. And, you know, sort of uh, giving away that sort of start or, or, or that sort of type of run to you know, the, the best sprinters in Australia. It's sort of very hard to, to get into the race from that point. So I thought he stuck on well. Um, he's only going to appreciate getting over that little bit further. Um, so we're going to run him in the... In the Golden Eagle next, and I think that race will just be a, a, a lovely set up for him. And, um, you know, hopefully that's that's his time to shine
1: He's proven himself sort of at least at 1400, hasn't he, with a, a place in behind. Think about it the form horse of Australia in the Stradbroke Handicap uh, a few months ago. Just quickly before you go, because we've got a minute here, Sir Lucan runs in the Geelong Cup next Wednesday, I'm hearing. And I thought Military Mission did a good job in the Herbert Power last Saturday as well. Uh, where do we see him next?
3: Yeah, military mission, great order. He'll um, just go straight into the Cup. Um, if he can get a run, he's sort of probably borderline there on the order of entry. So, um, you yeah, know, probably a bit of movement in that order over the next few weeks. But, um, yeah, he's sort of quite deep into his preparation. He's had plenty of racing. So, he'll go in there, sitting well, and on the back of a nice, you know, a couple of nice performances. He's been very consistent all the way through. His winning the Newcastle Cup was excellent. Metropolitan was a big run. Um, so, he's deserving win in the Herbert Power there. Um, and I think he'll really appreciate the, the, the two miles, uh, the way he's settling at the moment. Um, Sir Lucan, obviously a bit disappointing there, last start. Uh, run before that, I, I, I thought, was full of merit. So uh, hopefully you can see him bounce back.
2: What are yourself and Gay Low flying, best of luck today. Big day, Caulfield Cup day. Hopefully you can get the job done there with who or Goldman. Mate, uh, for the punters out there want to get involved in your stay, have you got any horses they can get involved in?
3: Ah, always, always, always good opportunity. Actually, we're looking for those cup sources at the moment. Um, sent the team over to England. The sale kicks off this week, and that's you know, where we've got the likes of um, you know, Just Fine and Military Mission and you know, Knight's Order and, and all those. So that kicks off this week. So we're looking for, looking for a few new additions to the stable.
2: Mate, you're a star. Best of luck today, and uh, mate, in the future, we'll uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. I no, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
1: There is Adrian Bott uh, giving us the latest on the Waterhouse and Bott team, uh, both at Caulfield today and the Caulfield Cup. Obviously, the feature down there and also their runners across Sydney. Hey, Mick, um, some track walker information just coming through now for Caulfield. Some markings in the first three lanes, courtesy of the meeting last Saturday, not Wednesday, when the rail was out 12 metres. Uh, the forecast there is, particularly in sprint races, that they'll sort of swoop a little bit in the middle. And those mid-runners and maybe even the back markers will get their chance at a little bit more conducive to on-speed runners in 1,400 metre races or further. Uh, but they are saying just maybe getting a fraction away from the inside part of the track will be advantageous. How's that market looking for the Caulfield Cup, Mickey? Yeah. Noisy, the newest betting
0: app this spring. Time to bet noisy. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
2: Yes, uh, the market courtesy of Noisy Bet. Gold Trips, your $6 favourite without a fight, $7. Breakup, $9. Montefiore, your 11s. Francesco Guardia, $15. West Wind Blows, $6. Solcom. $6 as well. That'll make those two horses equal favourite. Duke Decessor 26. Huyamal Mile, 12s. Nice support there. Right UR, 34. Emissary, $126. Goldman, $81. Akita Sushi, a horse I know Nick's keen on, $19. Fame, 126 Boys D'Argent, 101 Spirit Reach, $31. Valiant King, the market mover with Noisy Bet, $9. And United Nations finds its way into the field here with the scratching of non conformist, $91. Nico?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, the talking point will be Gold Trip and what they do with him. Uh, there's speculation that if the track's too firm, he'll scratch. I would bet a fairly significant amount of money, responsibly, of course, uh, that the track will come up a good four in the morning. And mm-hmm. then it just depends with this drying weather in Melbourne, uh, does it get an upgrade or a good three? Traditionally, it always would with these conditions, uh, but it will depend on how much juice they've put in the track. <laughs> so here we get that awkward situation where if they put too much juice in the track and the, all the times analysts uh, we're sitting there crowing after race one saying, this is a soft five that's not going to be a good look. Uh, but if they don't put too much if they don't put enough juice in the track overnight, then they'll probably get an upgrade to a good 3 and then you're going to lose your Caulfield Cup favourite. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place as the course curator and I feel sorry for he's a good man too, Tim Bailey, but um well, he's going to have a tough day ahead.
2: Let me just say this, he's a good man, but let's just do your job Timmy. Just set the track up good 4 It'll be upgraded to a good 3 and if it doesn't suit the Caulfield Cup favourite, so be it.
1: I agree with you. 100%. I don't, I you know, I understand the watering Fair of dink. tracks to, for, for maintenance purposes, but certainly not to make sure you get certain runners yeah. in the field. That's for sure. Just so want to get to what a what soft happens.
2: seven for us? If I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. What are we
1: doing? Hello, Machiavy Diva. Hello. 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 I know. Knock, 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 knock. Yeah. Um, look, here's some information though. Benny Mellum, so he takes a ride. Mark Zara's ridden Gold Trip. He rode the, uh, to win the Turnbull last night and, of course, the Melbourne Cup last year. Ben Mellum takes over today, but. Uh, last 30 days in Victoria, striking at 18%. During that time, uh, he's had a 62% ROI. So he's certainly a man in form. He's the right man to take over on gold trip if you are in his corner. What did you make of the race?
2: Yeah, I was so keen, Who Yamal I just think 2,400 metres for the first time this prep finally gets to a high-pressure race. It came out of a slowly-run race, wasn't suited last start. Montefiore clearly had the best turn of foot and put it away, Although, albeit that was a really good run for Montefilia as well. I just think this is a perfect setup for it. The odds that you're getting about this horse comparatively to West Wind Blows, it, this who uh, your made West Wind Blows look second rate over in the UK not so long ago, now has now had preparation uh, under its belt. Gets here uh, second preparation in Australia under under the care of the most dominant training, um, well we say duo but trainers in the country at the moment. It's just perfect, mate. Absolutely perfect yeah. for who your I'm keen. What do you like?
1: yeah well he meets um he meets mod uh, lot three and a half kilos better at the weights for a narrow defeat in the hill stakes but mind you she did charge to the line in a very dominant fashion uh, well, Goldtrip's getting out to almost a backable price now of $7 because you'd think that they're going to scratch if the track's too firm and you'll get your money back. And if they don't scratch, it's because there's a bit of juice in the track and the $7 might actually look quite good. So, Could you? Uh, It's probably not a bad bet now that he's got out to that price. Uh, if the track's hard, then Breakup comes right into contention. He's got terrific numbers over in Japan. Uh, Montafili I think, still there. I think she can um, overcome that weight turnaround for Huya and beat him because she's got a dynamic turn of foot and then there's my mate big frankie g f guardi uh he's set to peak here talking to j mac on the phone uh, about 24 hours ago he said look i think everything's been targeted at this race you've got to remember he was coming off a year's break going into it j Mac's getting down to 54 hasn't done that for two and a half years don't read into it too much it was just so he could secure a ride but nonetheless he obviously thinks the horse is a chance and those two internationals that you mentioned akita sushi yep i've had something each way on him uh, I just think he's a bit of a one batter, but down in weights will suit. And then funny enough, J-Mac actually identified Valiant King as probably the horse that he's got to beat in the race. He reckons it's a, a really promising Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. So that's as good a push as you can get from an absolute star jockey and you're getting around double figures for Valiant King. So it's a very open race. The answer's a pineapple, but I'll be enjoying the spectacle, if nothing else. Good stuff, mate. Can't
2: wait to get stuck into this Ram week card straight away, but we've got to give our uh, best bets out. Why don't you kick yeah. off and then I'll uh, come over the top.
1: Yeah, yeah, come right over the top. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Look, for me, Randwick Race uh, 7, number 11 unspoken is my best bet of the day. Uh, I just think he's come back in enormous form. He's won his two starts thus far, running the best last 600 and 200, I think, each time. Uh, He's got plenty of petrol left in the tank. He gets a nice weight relief of some of his what you would call better credentialed rivals. And I think he's poised to make it three from three today. What about you? I love it. Well, I'm with a horse by the name
2: of Stroke of Luck in race four, and we're getting a big price for a best bet around the $7 mark. I'll just confirm that price with you nice. shortly. I like it. But uh, Racing Group One Company is a three-year-old. Luckless. Just luck. Mm. If you remember that preparation, you know, Stroke of Luck, well, there's a good way to ensure you don't get any. If you name your horse that, Fat income. He was unlucky
1: the talc, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: unlucky. Draws well now. And oh, yeah, I, just, I just think, you know, these Marquess, whilst – is a deserved favorite. Just a little freshen, 2,000 meters. I think it might regress just a fraction. And Stroke of Luck, well, he's got figures there to uh, get the job done. You're getting you know, a really good price. It uh, Just bring it up now. $6 market mover with Noisy Bet. I'm keen. Stroke of Luck to jump out of the ground. Tommy Berry needs to stand up and be counted now. He stayed in Sydney. He needs to stand up and be counted today, and I reckon he will get the job done on Stroke of Luck best of the day.
1: Okay, there it is. Stroke of luck into $6 there for Mick Gannon. uh, Race four, number four. And I'm across uh, race seven, number 11, unspoken. Hey, it's Sydney Spring Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. We'll be back on the other side of this break.
0: Get noisy. The newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Welcome back to the Sydney set. Time to get into our Randwick preview now, Mr. Gannon. And race one, well, this is for the two-year-olds. It's the Kirk and Plate, and your favourite here is the 300. We just heard from uh, Adrian Bott about this galloper. He seemed pretty bullish. Do you like him?
2: Yeah, look, a really, really uh, good way to start the day here. Just cheering on the uh, Adrian Bott and Gay Waterhouse stable, uh, the 300, clearly on top, finds a front from that barrier and should get the job done for me. Nico, are you keen on it?
1: I think he's probably the one to be, but just a bit short. I thought it was worth specking the sort of $8 around Blue Illusion, the only horse that's had a run in the race. He went around close to, I think it was about 250, 260 at Flemington on debut. He failed, but it was down the straight. Not every horse handles that. So uh, happy to give him another go again back around the bend with Zach Lloyd in the saddle. Hey, race two is the Highway Handicap. It's a Class 3 Over 1800 meters for the three year olds and up, and $3.50 about Amaranths here. Tyler Schiller in the saddle does look hard to beat. This mere?
2: Layer that A for me, Amaranth. I just can't ah, believe. Ah,
1: there we go. Can't
2: believe that price. That is ridiculous. Barrier one. Laying at the,
1: you're laying it at the price. You're not saying it can't win. You're just saying the price is too short.
2: Ridiculous. Yep. Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, what don't you like about him? Well, yeah. the map looks horrific. Its ratings haven't been that great. And I just I just don't think it's going to be uh, getting the job done. I'll tell you why. Who that? Looks a great bet. You're getting a really good price about a horse that will jump out of the ground. And there's a horse down here, number 10, Lawyer's Delight. Best each way play of the day. Uh, Ready to absolutely fly at the 1,800 meters. And you go, that's a huge, huge uh, bet Uh, at the value. At the value bet, that's just... Mate.
1: It's a stable, mate, of the favourite there of Amaranth. Yeah. And, and something you know, for you. Yeah. Yeah, mate.
2: Uh, <laughs> keen, <laughs> keen as mustard. You know when, when Danielle puts one on with a claim, that's when you know.
1: That's when you know. Is that right? Is that mm. something we've got to follow, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sticking with Amaranth. Uh, yes, I can see what you're saying. Maybe some traffic issues. But off that nine-week freshen up was really good behind Chase My Crown over 1,500 metres last start. I just think it gets the right run in transit and just needs a bit of luck at the top of the straight. Lord De Sanimo, the three, I thought it was the rough in the race, should be ready to peak here, third up from the spell. has there's only Mr. Cornella finish in two runs from six third-up attempts, so uh, might be another one there to box up in trifectas with your ruffie, my man. Uh, race three is uh, the benchmark 72. This is the midway, as we say, and just having a quick look here, looks like your favourite is Peace Officer. Can he get back into the winner's circle? He won his first two starts this prep and was fourth a couple of weeks ago, over 1,400 metres at Rose Hill.
2: He gets the services of Aaron Bullock, so you know he's going to be given the uh, best... Chance because Aaron is absolutely low flying, but I've gone with Oakfield Waratah. Takes the gets a three kilo claim for Anna Roper. She's a really really good jockey, Anna, and I think we'll see the best uh, best of her in uh, the late spring as she gets her opportunities down here in Sydney. Oakfield Waratah on top, seven dollars fifty. That's a great uh, value and each way play for me, mate.
1: Okay. This is my best long shot of the day anywhere in Australia. It was 100 to 1 when he went up. He's toppled into around $41 now. Number 11, Smartawi. Mm. Greg Hickman trains. Uh, Tyler Schiller in the saddle. Uh, had a Queensland derby prep last campaign, obviously didn't measure up in the derby but was pretty good in a similar class race to this over 2000 metres only two runs ago and was around about a 15 or $16 chance and now you're getting these monster odds like it's probably that. because his third up, first up record doesn't look crash shot but delve a little deeper into it and you'll note that two of his three thir- first up runs have been on heavy tracks and he doesn't really go a yard when it gets too sloppy, his only first up run on a dry track, he was beaten two lengths over 1200 metres which is very unsuitable for him and coming from the tail of the field after being dragged back from a wide gate. I think he settles closer this time in. He's not 1,200 metres. We're getting 14 this time. And with that residual fitness from a winter campaign, he is ridiculous odds for mine.
2: You've almost talked me into it. I like it. I like it a lot. We'll be throwing uh, that horse uh, into uh, uh, into our exotics.
1: Something there. Let's move on to race four. This is the Benchmark 88 over 2,000 metres. And just looking down the page here, sort of just a bit better than even money is Mark Quest. You and I are in the same boat. We're going to take him on today, aren't we? Even though he's won, uh, what, five of his last six starts. You tell us why.
2: Yeah, more than happy to take him on. Just that little fresh in 2,000 metres. I think there might be just a minor bit of a regression here, albeit, you know, no doubt he's probably the best horse in the race. But I think Stroker likes just a horse that can jump out of the ground here today. Um, progressive enough, John O'Shea, Love it. I just love I love that profile. Second up for John O'Shea. Tommy Berry, a very hungry Tommy Berry. Grand Turanian was a horse that I thought could improve with Tyler Schiller aboard. Pierossa, I just don't think this is Pierossa's race. We were keen on it uh, last start. I just the, the, the way the race shape is, I'm not keen on it. So I think Stroke of Luck to get some luck and to hopefully uh, bury his rivals here around the $6 mark.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Stroke of Luck. And also I'm throwing in promises kept. Stroke of Luck gets the, the map advantage. But these two horses, I don't think there's much between them. Uh, when they get out to their suitable trips, uh, you've only got to look at last camp, you know, their three-year-old campaign to know that they're probably there's not a lot between them. So I do agree that the, the luck in running is probably going to be the determining factor, and it's more likely to go with stroke of luck. But nonetheless, I think you've got to have a peanut at the $10 on promises as well. So uh, moving on to race five, this is the Phillies and Mayors benchmark, 78 over 1,200 metres. Uh, a pretty open affair, this one, outside of the Godolphin Philly commemorative. She is uh, a monster of a thing. My former colleague Lizzie Gels was telling me yesterday that she is one big brute of a filly, and the expectation from her and some Godolphin uh, uh, track work riders is that she'll come out and win and then head down to Melbourne for the Coolmore Stud Stakes.
2: Yeah, I like it. It's a good push. I think uh, she's a deserved favourite, without without a doubt. So you've got Mm. Zach Lloyd, 52 kilos, but you've got a wide barrier to contend with. Uh, we, you know, how far off them will she be? You've got a horse like Rainbow with the blinkers on first time. Mm-hmm. If there's a danger, I think Rainbell is the danger. So I'm happy to go with it at the price and being price sensitive, that, that's my way. But look, no knock on, on the favorite.
1: I'm pretty much echo your thoughts. I've got Rainbow on top as well, blinkers on first time. She wasn't disgraced behind Magic Time and Paracel last time it's out. It's
2: form lines, isn't it? Really?
1: Well, it's, you know, the way I see it is commemorative might be a star in the making, but Magic Time and parasol they're probably not quite stars, but they're very good horses yeah. that have gone and ticked that box, and Commemorative's still got to come out and do it. If Commemorative was 5 or $7, I'd spec it to get the job done. But it's a bit different here, isn't it? It is. It is,
2: absolutely. So we're both with a rain bell and uh, hopefully gets the job done. with on first time. Now Punters 0457736736, 7 we have four tickets to give away to the Golden Eagle. Send in your text message. Best text message. We'll win those four tickets. We take bribes, so uh, do your best, whatever you
1: got. I love it from you. We're going to take a break here on the Sydney Sec. Back with the rest of the Ramwick Card. Get noisy.
0: The newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Welcome back to the Sydney set, Sydney's spring carnival, elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. We're up to race six at Randwick this afternoon, but Mick, before we get to that, how's our text line looking?
2: Yes, Nico, well...
1: I can um, see a couple here.
0: I'm a model, you know.
2: I like to think no matter oh where Nick God. goes, he thinks he's on the catwalk. That's from Simo, probably a good mate of yours, uh, it
1: Could be Simon Marshall, uh, I reckon uh, that is. he stitched uh, me up there.
2: What a man. What a man. Well, good to, good to hear you okay. listening, <laughs> uh, Simon. Uh, best race of all time, when the best race call of all time, when the horse won't get in the gates, it's like trying to put the toothpaste back in the bottle. <laughs> that's the weird, that, that at the moment you've got your nose in front for uh, for t- four tickets to the Golden Eagle. You've got to put your uh, names to these though because we don't know who you are. But that's uh, that's some of your best work. Send those texts in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, we're going to go race a six at Randwick.
1: Yeah, we uh, love that toothpaste analogy. It's, it's good, it isn't just it? feels like punting in general sometimes, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? You just know? life, yeah. yeah man, just life with yeah. two kids. So, oh, God, I'm oh putting boy. the toothpaste back in the bottle here, Mick. Oh. Uh, all right, let's move on. Race six at Randwick this afternoon, uh, and welcome back to the Sydney set if you're just tuning in. Uh, we're up to benchmark 78, 1,100-metre race for the three-year-olds and up, scheduled to commence at 3.35 p.m. And your favourite here, Smashing Eagle, You've got a little gap between runs, but he's got the right runs on the board.
2: Yeah, it certainly does. Um, just a bit concerned with the map here. It goes up in weight as well. So I was happy to be against. It's probably a horse that you might be keen on. So interesting mm. to see your thoughts here. Dashing Legend, I want to cuddle a little bit because of that trainer. Switch to Joey Pride. We know what Joey can do. But I was with one right down the bottom here for Bryce Hayes. Another Cognac, Dylan Gibbons, Barrier 3, um, meets Jetabil uh, much better this time around, map-wise, weight-wise. And I think this horse is ready to jump out of the ground. Race Ooh. six, number 13, one of the better value bets of the day, another cognac.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah, look, I think Smashing Eagle, I just want to see the market and how it reacts to him because he's had that gap between runs and I'm not sure why that is. Uh, but he was flying when he was in in, a, in work a few weeks ago. Uh, the roughie for me, I like yours, but mine here is number 10, Mars Mission. Oh, gee, I thought he was good first up. That was a really high-rating benchmark, 78, that Tristate won, and he tried to sort of come around them, and it didn't quite work out. His second-up record is fantastic. He's two from three at this stage of a preparation. Tommy Berry jumps in the saddle. He's ridden the horse previously for a win. And uh, he's pretty good when he gets on a dry deck second up from a spell. In fact, he's unbeaten when he's on the dry second up from a spell. So he'll do me each way. Let's move on to race seven now. This is the Falante handicap, wasn't he? I think he held the, he might still do, held the record for the fastest Rambic Mile at one point when he won the Epsom handicap, maybe back in 1996. I could be wrong. Um, And he was around the time of octagonal. Saintly and nothing like a Dane. What a quartet of three year olds they were back in the mid '90s. Anyway, let's move on to this race. The two dollar thirty-five favourite, and it's been absolutely off the map. Is the eleven Unspoken my best bet for the day? What do you like in this race?
2: Yeah, look, I think Unspoken's you know deserved favourite without a doubt there. Um, but I just thought there's a horse here in the name of Wild Planet, number nine, with Tyler Schiller aboard. Of an upgrade there. Uh, Tyler is in good form. He's going to roll forward. And I think this is what this horse needs from that wide gate. It's going to go forward uh, and a strong run race is right up its alley. So I had Wild Planet uh, and Unspoken, the top two. Happy to back them both for a profit. What do you like?
1: Yeah, well, Unspoken's best bet of the day, but I, I always give out two tips in a race and Wild Planet was the roughie for me and I agree with you. It was caught three wide, no cover behind Cepheus, who's obviously been a scratching from this race last time out in the Allen Brown Stakes. Uh, can only improve here. And first up run behind uh, Redina who went on to win a, an Epson Handicap, it was really good, wasn't it? So third up record, great placing five from eight. Looks a good each-way gamble if you don't want to take the short price about uh, unspoken. Let's move on now to what is the feature of the day at Randwick this afternoon. This is the Five Diamonds prelude. It's worth a million bucks. Uh, <laughs> and it's obviously, yeah, it's a huge amount of money, isn't it? Uh, uh, and this race obviously... Uh, uh, it's got some real good depth to it. It's uh, for your five-year-olds, uh, for four- and five-year-olds. So I think it's for five-year-olds, but if you bred Northern Hemisphere, that's why you'll see Altivo in the race. Uh, is that correct, yeah, uh, Mick?
2: Yes, sounds, uh, sounds like you're all over it like a cheap suit. And uh, <laughs> speaking of being all over, I think Coda Healy is all over this race, and I was very, very keen mm. on it until I saw the gear changes come out. it said synthetic hoof filler first time, and I thought to myself, oh, boy. I'm going to stick strong. I think the second up, this horse is going to jump out of the ground and have those little uh, concerns. Mm. But I, I suggest that John O'Shea, when you ask him about synthetical fillers, looks at you and wants to give you a backhand. So uh, trust in the stable, trust in Tommy Sherry to get the job done. I think Cody Healy is the horse to beat. What do you
1: like? Well, generally, John just looks at me and wants to give me a backhand anyway. Regardless. So uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's synthi- thin, synthetical filler or not. So he does scare me at times, uh, mm. Johnny. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think it's the one as well. Um, it was great first up behind Cepheus. It was a high-rating race and probably should have just about won that. It was held up from the point of the bend to about the furlong marker and only got out late. It was a really good performance. Uh, it does pop up three kilos, but I think it's, it's, it's the one that they've got to beat. Uh, outside of him, uh, I thought uh, detonated Jack. who was disappointing last start, it must be said. Uh, just wonder if there was a reason for it. But he was the $5 favourite. Now you're getting double those odds out at 10 bucks for him, and he's a pretty handy galloper when right. So I'm happy to, to give him... want to
2: track that horse, or is he... What's well, his goal? Well, not... really I don't it's...
1: think so. Well, he's okay. placed six from eight, including three wins on mm. good surfaces. I just don't know. He mightn't have handled Rose Hill. He mightn't have handled the, the Sydney way of going last not, start. Not many think... of us do. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, there might be some excuses there for him. But I just think at that price... You know, if he came out and won, you'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. He was the favourite to beat half of these horses last time, and we've forgotten about him. So got to have a peanut on him. And also, he's got uh, Jason Collard in the saddle. Here's a stat for you. Last 30 days in New South Wales, Jason's strike rate, 30%. And his return on investment, 32%. So if you'd backed every one of his runners, you'd be up 32% on your investment. So I've got the right man in the saddle to do the steering as well, Mick. You certainly do. You certainly do. Now, this one, race nine, this is the other feature for the day. Uh, it's the big, uh, well, it's not so much a feature, but it's a, it's a, it's a win in you're in to a massive feature on Melbourne Cup Day, and that is uh, the big dance wild card. Uh, what, a, what a ripping series this is. Uh, Flying Crazy is your top weight around the $8 mark, and looking down the page, it's a very open race with Spangler in the markets, King of the Castle, Four Valors, we've heard from Body earlier today, and Journalism, who he expects to improve his second up.
2: Yeah, I think Journalism will definitely improve second up. I had it right there in contention. I had King of the Castle thereabouts as well. Their two horses are going to be on speed. They're really well in at the weights. They're going to be very, very hard to beat. Four for Law just probably has to overcome that barrier. So I had King of the Castle and Journalism the two to beat. I was happy to be against Flying Crazy. Sixteen hundred meters, sixty kilos. It doesn't. You know, that's not ideal for me at all. What do you like?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with him, flying crazy. Uh, I can see the risks, and I 100% agree that it's a, it's a genuine concern, but he maps to get a very soft run in transit, and I think he's going better now than he just about ever has this horse. and I, I know he hasn't won this preparation, but the ratings he's been producing behind Cepheus at his past two starts are pretty good, one of them at Group 2 level, and this is decisively easier. So I'm happy to give him a go at the price. The ruffie for the race for mine, 8, Arameo. Was okay first up in the Bill Ritchie behind I uh, Didn't have the best of luck. Jockey dropped the whip there at about the 100 or 200 metre mark. And uh, second up from a spell, this horse typically improves a fair bit. will need luck from the gate, Be you're getting close to 30 to 1 about him. So something small each way there. Hey, uh, race 10, this is the lucky last. Uh, it's a benchmark 88 over the 1,200 metres. Uh, looking down the page here, uh, you've got some money here for Tristate, who I thought was awesome, uh, Uh, last time out getting the cash and Pioneer River, some specking there, uh, double figures into single digits, the 18. What do you like?
2: Yeah, there's only one runner I want to be on here, and that is Trish State. Tri-State, call it what you want, potato, potato, it's figures from run last off, start. Runoff, Renouf. Renouf, if you run off Renouf, often enough. But those figures last start were impressive. He's only got to overcome Barrier 17. You've got to, as we talked, touched on earlier in the show, we've got a, a Tommy Berry that needs to, be st- needs to stand up and be counted, in, and I think we will see uh, that today. Tri-State, Tri-State, I think one of the better bets to uh, of the end of the day. Nico, what do you like?
1: Yeah, I've got him on top. Uh, he was awesome last time out. Uh, the figure he produced off that six-week let-up, I'm not sure what's happened in the six weeks, but he was awesome. I suppose the only query is, does he go touch flat off that performance? But if he holds his form, he wins this race, and the price is very good for a horse with that last start figure. Uh, I thought um, Sebenak. Now, I've always thought this horse is best fresh at 1,000 metres. He wasn't too bad behind Viviane, who's probably one of the form horses of Victoria over the last sort of couple of months. And he comes back up to Sydney. I don't know if I like him at 1,200 metres, but I've got a feeling he's going as well as ever, this Galloper. And so at $13, he's got to go in the mix, Mr. Uh, Mister Gannon.
2: Super stuff. Just off the text line here, we have a um, Mickey Cash for comment. Don't get involved in that no good AJ from Piermont Okay, that's no good there. And uh, last year, Nick had some long-range derby tips, uh, cup tips, carbine 50 oh, to 1 man. pop. Is there something that we can find for Cup Week, Nico? Nice and quick, what do you got?
1: Yeah, well, on the other side of this ad break, I'll give you something there. I've got a couple of things written in my phone, so let's take a break here. Sydney's Spring Carnival, elegance, thrills, and world class racing await. So, does a couple of more tips. <laughs> Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang
0: on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Welcome back to the Sydney Set. I'm Nick Cashman. McGannon's in the house. Uh, time to wrap up our best bets and give uh, Russ his uh, futures tip for the spring carnival. Uh, let's go to the best bets first of all, Mr Gannon.
2: Yeah, love it. Best value play, race two, number ten, lawyers uh, delight. Race six, number thirteen, another cognac. They're the two best value plays and the best bet of the day. Race four, number four,
1: stroke of luck. Beautiful, mates. Uh, race seven, the my best. Race seven, number eleven, unspoken, who's uh, very short now with Sepia's coming out and the best roughie for me. Race three, number eleven, Smartawi first up for uh, for Greg Hickman. Now our, our friend Russ has texted in after a tip. Unfortunately, we don't have a perfect thought like we did last year in the Carbine Club, but I reckon Private Eye at $15 for the Champion Sprint. Uh, the male was his, that's where he was headed post the Everest. I thought he was very good in the Everest running third. He's proven down the straight. And whilst imperatrice is your favourite there, Russ, she's awesome at the Valley. Different set of conditions though when you go down the straight at Flemington at 1,200 metres. So happy to have something on Private Eye there. Mick, am I uh, off the mark?
2: I think you're uh, on the money there. Very, very keen here. And I, I've got one for you. I just had to go a little bit wide because I had a, I love uh, this. a question yesterday on when we were doing SC and track. He's, Mick, can you go wide from Jess? And I, Jess, we're going to go wide. We're going to go to Kembla. We're going to go race five, number 14, written silk. That's going to be my out wide of the day. I did have another one, but Ooh. it's been scratched. So we'll just stick with uh, race five, number 14, written silk for Brandon Lorena.
1: Okay, there you go. And I've got one more for you as well here before we uh, sign off. Uh, Had um, a lunch yesterday that you've kindly brought up, uh, and there was uh, a couple of the Godolphin Trackwork riders, and they were very keen on race five at Caulfield today, number eight, Inhibitions. Apparently, uh, this filly has settled in really, really well. they expected to settle on speed. She's around the 485 dollars mark, so maybe something each way there as well.
2: I like that. I like that from you, the inside word, the scoop. I'll tell you what. You, you do get the inside word. Who, who have you had this week? J-Mac?
1: Yeah. Kieran last week. Kieran last week. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, Shinzo didn't do too well. But mm. uh, Mac's pretty confident that Frankie G can run a race today. And uh, obviously, he said that Riff Rocket could be anything in race two. Keep an eye out for him as well. He goes around in the old Norman Robertson, the the Caulfield Classic. And he's your Derby favourite. And we might be back here in 12 months' time, Mick, talking about him as a potential Cups prospect or maybe something better in uh, the autumn. Anything else from you, Mr Gannon? Oh, just going to be cheering on Tropical Squall. We were pushed into Tropical Squall by Gay a couple of weeks ago.
2: Let's hope we can get the job done today and move on to the Oaks. Can't wait. It's been good fun, Nico.
1: Yeah, always a good time hosting you on a Saturday morning, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Gamble responsibly and we'll catch you next week.